I'm uh, I'm I'm ready. Oh, and you, now everyone knows. You just knows. said you're ready. <laughs> I don't think it's ever happened before. <laughs> humana, humana. Not even in the sack. <sighs> Howdy, everybody. I'm Robert. Ow! Oh, I'm sorry. And I'm Ira. <laughs> this is Antiway. Yes, it is. A podcast all about the monster movies that swat at typical Hollywood movies like they're flies. I was yep. gonna say airplanes, but you know he's kind of swatting at them like they're flies. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah. The, the, that's you know, I give that a C plus plus because the reason you're saying that, however, is because the movie we're discussing this week is King Kong. King Kong, the original. Now, before yes, hmm, yes, before we even discuss top five, we're gonna come back to top five. I gotta make an announcement. An announcement? Yeah. Oh, Iram. Yes. You're getting rid of me. I'm getting rid of you. You're finally bringing in someone no, good. No, not at all. What we're gonna do on this show, yeah, is we're gonna do a we're gonna do a limited series. A we're gonna do a show series. within the show. Sure, we're sure. gonna do a limited series on this show because I, I've been talking to you for a number of years about films, and it it, it kind of came up recently. I just had a thought, and I kind of pitched this to you. I thought there are movies that we talk about that neither one of us have seen in a long time. Some of these movies you haven't seen since the nineteen sixties. And we've been discussing a lot in the past year or so about how much a memory of a movie sticks with you. And, That's right. And we've talked – the themes from this, from this show have been what happens when you go back and rewatch a movie that you've seen before. And is it better? Is it worse? And we talk about the, the rock. o meter right? The rock meter right? And also, famously, when we had a guest on our show who had reviewed our film and refused to go back and watch our movie yeah. again. Yeah. That really, After knowing, that really bothered you. Well, yeah, a lot. it was yeah, like, yeah, he wouldn't see it a second time. Why wouldn't you just say it? Yeah. Why wouldn't you yeah. say, yeah, my yeah. just lie to us? Why not? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. But uh, the point is, I think that I think this show, as we're, we are rounding the corner of our fifth season, we've now five years. I know it's been five years, and if you oh, yeah. remember, yeah. I've always said a money shot, and I've I just kind of pulled five years. What's, what's a movie, how much do you remember of a movie five years down the line? I just pulled that out of thin air. Yeah. But we're now getting to the point. Yes. Where we've been on the air for five years. So let's start thinking about some of these movies that what we've been talking about for five years and, and re-watching some of them. And one of the movies that's come up has been King Kong. That's right. come up a number of times. I don't, I don't. I can't even remember if I've seen the movie or not. Uh, I th- I think that I have, but I can't remember very much from it. I'm, I'm already kind of spoiling my, That's okay. my money go, shots. Go ahead. But I know you haven't seen it when? Oh, in many, many decades. I, I haven't seen it probably since I was uh, like 13 mm. at home on my parents' black and white TV. But that doesn't matter because the movie's in black and white anyway. Were you taking slides? I did that only with the final fugitive episode and the final prisoner episode, but other than that, no. When's the last time you saw either one of those? I'm um, not that we're gonna get into TV on this podcast. Fugitive? Yeah, it's on YouTube. But when's the last time you saw it? The final episode? Yes. Uh, I would say about mm, five or six years ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then when when's the last time you saw the final prisoner episode? Uh, um, that was more recent. I'd say that was two years ago. Huh? Yeah, because it's all on Amazon Prime. They've got the whole series and there. And so you just watch so it So I found occasionally? myself going to the final episode a couple okay. years ago and watching that. But you don't watch all of the episodes? No. Okay. No. Unless I'm with someone, hmm. and I'm hoping she'll feel the same passion for the series as I. Hmm. 
Interesting. And she never does. <laughs> she never does. Well, you yeah. got to take the ball gag out for yeah. them to talk yeah. and relate about it. <laughs> so anyway, I thought I thought this would be an interesting little experiment. Absolutely. For us. Absolutely. And so this is, we've done one-offs of like pulling films out of the vault occasionally. That's the, you know, the term that we've used. But we're going to do a series. I'm not sure how many episodes we're going to do. I'm five, th- six, I'm, seven. Yeah, I'm thinking between five and ten episodes mm-hmm. here of movies that we've been talking about for a number of years. It might have been our top five, these movies. Yeah. 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 These might have been movies that have come up. It might be some movies that the other person hasn't seen, which is going to get interesting That's... when we talk about money shots. When it's like, well, what what do you know about this movie? What's in the well, zeitgeist? Now, you're bringing up a really good point here because you actually pitched a number of movies to me last night via text. And there were one or two I had never seen. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering, now, wait, should I predict what I think my money shot would yes. be? You like yeah. that, don't you? Yeah. I had a feeling you would. Because uh, most of these movies are in the, uh, the public consciousness. Right. The ether, as it were, the right? The ether. Yeah. So I think we would say, well, here's what I know yeah. of the movie. Yeah. It might even be fun to be like, here's what I think the movie is about. You know, don't do any research. That's Just, really interesting. Like, what do you think the movie is? Wow. And then see if you're right. And without reading Wikipedia, without Googling it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. So I think this is going to be a fun little experiment. Absolutely. And, and I, because I think, I, as we've been discussing, so much of it has been memory that's a constant theme that has been coming up um we we test ourselves constantly of what was the name of that denzel washington movie <laughs> what was the plot of that Do one you oh wait the denzel uh, washington little movie? things the, the little, little things. things yeah wouldn't have gotten it if you hadn't said it whoa yeah i really had a stretch for that one the little things yeah and then what's what? the the last what was it the last goodbye or what was it called the other movie that we always talk about i can never remember what was going on in that oh the liar the last the good, good thief the, the good no not the good the the last the thief, liar good li- liar no, was li- last with helen Mer- that was yeah helen? yeah what was it called <laughs> what was the operative word in that the something it was an adjective the adjective thief and then you're now the liar can, Li- the good liar. The good liar. I think it was the good liar. Uh, I think maybe you're right. But it was. But look how we're struggling with it. That's I the whole point. Re- yeah. 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 Whereas. Yeah. Ford v Ferrari is totally in my brain. Yeah. yeah. It just is. It just is. I'm interested in that. I'm mm-hmm. interested in what makes certain movies much more memorable. Right. And you can also open up this discussion with memories in general. I think a lot about memories. Sure. Don't you? Yeah. About childhood memories and are they accurate? And surely we don't remember 97% of our life experience. Do oh, we? yeah, I think you're right. I think you're, yeah. you're correct. Yeah, I but think it, about stuff like well, that. Well, some of us is totally erasable, right? I mean, yeah. who cares? Like, it's just yeah. like, whatever. You went to work and there was nothing particularly interesting that day. Right. But the difference, I think, is that movies are a collective consciousness. If you've seen the movie, you have an experience that I can relate to. And I can say, oh, I've seen that movie too. Remember this scene. Even though we didn't watch it at the same time, I might not have even been alive when right. you watched the mo- right. <clears throat> movie. Excuse me. But you know that in Norma Ray, she <clears throat> holds up she the holds union up the sign. sign. Right. right. Now, I, I think we actually talked about this at one point, and I forgot what the sign said i thought it said unionize yeah it does say union doesn't but it? you said it says union i think it's just and i think we looked it up and you were right i'm sorry did you just say i was right I th- well i think we had this conversation I, before i was actually I, right i remember the conversation yeah. because it was the one yeah. time you were right yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it was I, that's 
I'm interested in that. I'm yeah. interested in what we're remembering, why we're remembering, and when's the last time you saw Norma Ray? Mm. Decades ago, and let me just say that the whole thing. This is a quick side note, a tangent that we were had a teacher strike in the Burbank district, mm-hmm. and someone got us into Warner Brothers for a, a special showing of Norma Ray with all the teachers who were on mm. strike, and it was really a powerful moment when she held up the union sign. Everyone just started cheering and applauding, and some were crying. Oh. It was that kind of emotional impact. That was the last time I saw it. That teacher strike was in 1979. That was the last time I saw the movie. Did you unionize? Did you unionize? We were unionized. Oh. It was the union that called us out, but it it. it it reaffirmed it. Are you pro union? Not like I used to be. Hmm. I think unions have lost their purpose. Hmm. I think there was a profound need for unions decades ago. Yeah. We know that. But today, mm, let's look at the teachers yeah. in LA. Yeah. Do we need that stuff? No. no, we don't. We'd be better off without those unions. We've outlived the need for unions for the most part. Hmm. We agree. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Our top five this week. Oh, our top and so the, our top five this week is 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 what are we doing? Climb to the top movies. Oh, that's right. Oh, I thought you meant last week. I thought no. you were doing a segue into no, no. last time. Okay. Top five this week. This week is climbing to the top movies. Get it? Get it? You came up with that. Yeah. King Kong climbing to the top of the Empire State Building. That was clever. Oh, that, that is clever. Yeah, yeah, that's clever. And again, that's really vague. It's open to interpretation. Is it literal? Is it metaphor? Mm. On what level do you want to take that? Climbing to the top movies. That's yeah. going to be fun. Are we going to overlap? I have so a couple of really good ones, by the way. Do you? Yeah, you do too, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's our top five this week. King what was Kong, our top five climbing. last week? Last week, last week we did, we did uh, what movies? We did movies that were, that were, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Retaliation. Getting even. Revenge? That's the word. But someone nailed us, though. Someone called us out oh? on the use of the word revenge. Uh-oh. And you know what? I think he's right. What? I think he's right. And let's share this with one of our favorite listeners. Okay. Here's what he wrote to us. By the way, he said, Irreversible is not a revenge movie. It's an avenge movie. Hmm. Now, he said, there are two types of vengeance films. Revenge, which is punishing those who have done you wrong and the avenged which is when someone takes vengeance for another because they can't or won't i protest this list because irreversible clearly is an avenged film think dark men for revenge and braveheart for avenged hmm. now he he and i i want to share this well this is definitely semantics how, right well no it's not semantics i think it is what do you mean he's right don't you agree well I think, we're talking about the semantics of the word Appreciate the spirit of what we're saying. That's what you're saying. To appreciate the spirit of what we're saying, it's revenge. Could I argue back? Now, let me argue back. I wrote a response to him. That's there for you. Do you see what I wrote? I said, but the guy with the fire extinguisher, you know, who bashes in the brains, felt he was also done wrong since he and the girl were also former lovers. Are you with me on that? That the fire extinguisher man is not the other guy. Yeah. And she, he had sex with her too. Yeah. So looking at it with that lens, it is revenge. Revenge of what? I guess I don't understand. How is that different from what he's saying? It, wouldn't he say it's it's vengeance on both both accounts? Well, it's got to happen to you. Oh, I see. So it's not the girl. If the girl picked up the fire extinguisher yeah. and bashed in his brains, that's revenge. Right. That's what he's saying. So I think he's right. But I, here's what I'm going to disagree. Yeah. I'm going to say, well, 
are these two people not harmed by her emotional harm? Yeah. Emo- mental harm. Yeah. Not physical. There you go. Revenge it is. I mean, good save. One guy one guy's history I mean with this this woman and what it, clearly the the ex-boyfriend he's we could tell he's longing to get back into the relationship, yeah. right? He would love nothing more than for her to say I'm going to break it off with this guy. I'm going to run away with you now. He would go, okay, that's great. So his in his mind, his fantasy has been disrupted. There is no future now with her. And the other guy is his current status has been wrong. Yeah, yeah. Mental harm. Mental harm. So if you look at it that way, it is and revenge. she's pregnant. Right. So, you know, there's that too. Oh, what is that? Well, I, mean, I don't see how that. What are you gonna? You wanna come up here on? and talk, producer Joy? What's going on? She's trying to like throw hand motions at me, and she's in okay. silhouette, so I can't see what she's saying. Well, but that's still vengeance, is what this listener is saying. Is that if the baby is dead, that's still vengeance, right? Not yes, revenge. Yes, if the baby's dead, it's not revenge. No, but I guess it's got to happen to you. It's got to happen to you. At that point, straw like, dogs. That if you to killed, you. if you killed my kid, yes, and I got even. I was like, you killed my kid. I'm gonna kill your. I'm gonna go back and kill you. I would say that's revenge, even though See, this person would say, mental, well, only the kid could get revenge. That's really interesting. But by extension, that's the same thing that we are saying. That if there's mental harm, if I'm doing you mental harm, right. If I'm fucking you up, right. Mentally, that's got to be revenge. Yeah. So now I'm saying this is semantics because we're getting lost because now it's like, well, if anyone, if you just told me a story and you said, yeah, this happened to me when I was 12, some kid picked on me and I go, I'm going to get even with this kid for you. Well, that's obviously causing me harm, right? Because I now feel motivated to go hurt this person. So now vengeance and revenge are a lot more synonymous than we first thought. You know, the guy who wrote this right now is smiling. You know <laughs> that. Sure. He's yeah. just getting off. He's getting off on this whole thing right now. He is. Yeah. Yeah. We can see you, Matt. Okay. All right. Um, and then he went ahead and he said, okay, my appropriately titled, see my note below, Avenge film. Boy, he's really a fucker, isn't he? Avenge films. Number five. What I do we, appreciate the, the well, spirit of what he's trying absolutely. to say. And he's, yes. you know, look, he's creating content for the show. So, yeah. 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 That's true. Good. What lies beneath. I can't give yeah. away the plot without spoilers would be higher, but it's mixed with some revenge. No. Number four, Jennifer's body. I never saw uh, th- Jennifer's body. I yes, know about you, oh, it. That's right. I never saw oh, it. I've seen it like eight times. I'm sure you have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen to you. Yes, you have. You've seen it. You're a yeah. pervert like I, me. Well, I can't believe you haven't seen it. I just can't believe. Uh, Avenging the best friend. That was turned into a demon in the very appropriate way. Mm-hmm. Number three, Hard Candy. That's re- Robert. Yeah. These are these yeah. are really good ones. Uh, a painful way to avenge victims of sexual assault. Number two, he said, "I care a lot." Now we critiqued that movie a while back. Mm-hmm. Multiple people avenging their mother's treatment. Remember yep. in the retirement homes. Yep. And then he said for his number one, "A Princess Bride." Hello, my name is what is it? Inigo Motoya. Oh, you know that you, you killed, killed my, my father. father. Prepare to die. die. Greatest avenge line ever. He keeps on saying avenge line ever. And you know what? Those are really cool five that he gave us avenge me that's that's red dawn okay um 
Another faithful listener said, I know what you guys mentioned, the Westerns often have revenge plots. In the vast majority of these, the hero of the movie is one seeking revenge on the bad guys. Examples, Nevada Smith, uh, consider the outlaw Josie Wales, Last Train from Gun Hill, One-Eyed Jackson, many more. Even The Searchers has John Wayne characters searching for his niece, kidnapped by the Indians, and blah, blah, blah. But High Noon, this is interesting, Robert. Mm -hmm. He said, High Noon has the roles reversed. Here, the protagonist is the marshal who is the target of the revenge by the bad guy who's getting out of jail and wants to get the revenge on the lawmen who put him there behind bars. That's a really That's good insight. That's really intelligent. That's a very intelligent comment. It's flipped. It's the bad guy who's getting the revenge. It's also a testament to how good of a movie High Noon is. Yes. Yes. Maybe we should put High Noon on it. Oh, the last add that time you to saw our High list. Noon? When's the last time you saw add, High Noon? Uh, I never have. You never saw it? Do not forsake me, oh my Wait darling. Wait a minute. You've never seen it? Uh, and you know it takes place in real time. <laughs> I know all this shit. The movie's 97 minutes and it takes place in during Wait, 97. But you've never seen it? I never really add that to the list. Okay, we're okay, going to add that to yeah, the list. Yeah, definitely add High Noon to the list. That'd be great. But isn't that a wonderful comment for one of our other faithful listeners? That's cool that the bad guy, the villain, is out seeking revenge. Our esoteric listener... Uh, your segment today was really good. She's complimenting us. You did take some of my movies. Uh, she mentioned The Sting, I Spent on Your Grave, Gladiator, John Wick, Memento. All I have left, she said, is The Lady Eve. Are you familiar with that? I know it. I've never seen it. It's actually on my list of movies. It's like on my short list. Uh, the Limey. Yeah, that's a great that's one. Good. Carrie. Yeah. I, I don't think we mentioned that. The Bride Wore Black and Gone Girl. Mm. Another one of our faithful listeners said Braveheart, my favorite. She said Kill Bill, The Sting, Braveheart. I Yes. I got to tell you. Yeah. I love Braveheart. Oh, you know, I love Mel Gibson. It's a little bit of The Rock. Like, you might not want to go back and Is watch that Braveheart. right? Yeah. It's. There are sequences that are fantastic that you could watch over and over again in today's era and go, that's incredible. But there's some stuff in there that you're like, this is kind of cheesy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the bad guy was Patrick McGowan, who started The Prisoner. All right. Sorry. Anyway. I had to get that in. Uh, Kill Bill, Mad Max, she said, The Professional. Now, Lance, the husband, said, Revenge, Unforgiven, Shooter, mm -hmm. Ghost. Yeah, Ghost. Ghost, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and he ghost. said, The Fugitive. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Uh, someone else said V for Vendetta. Didn't I bring that up? I thought I brought that did up you? last week. Did I you? I thought I did. Uh, one of my, another person uh, said the Patriot, Gladiator, Count of Monte Cristo. And then this other guy, a former student, all he did, he, he didn't even write Revenge of the Nerds. He sent me a picture of it with the whole group <laughs> shot of all the nerds. He didn't say anything. He just put that on my Facebook page. Boom. That's all he had to do. Well, it was that on was my cool. list. It was on your list. It was yeah. among your top five. Yeah. I know. I remember. So we thank our listeners All for right. the feedback. Good. That was a nice list. Yeah. List. 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 Are you trying to rhyme? List doesn't sound quite like news. <laughs> You're such a juice. <laughs> Is that producer Joey laughing downstairs? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm such a, what do you say? I'm such a. You're one of the Jews. Jews. I am a Jew, and I'm proud of being one of the Jews. And you know, Robert, speaking of that, it's <laughs> You're time making for me want to in snooze. the news. It makes me want to snooze. But I feel like I'm lose. Okay. Um, all I have for this. Hey, remember we were talking about Mike Richards, you know, and that he's no longer up for being the host on Jeopardy? Yeah, because he was screaming all the, the stuff, the obscenities that the stand-up club 
To all the black no, people? No, that's Michael Richards. Don't get your Mike and Michael. It's not the there's, same guy? No, no, no. It's Michael Richards Oh, I thought he Mike was Richards. hosting no. Jeopardy now. <laughs> Can you imagine? That's very funny. <laughs> Wait, that's a great parody. That's I can see that as an SNL skit. No, because they would never have they the balls do, to do it right. That is so funny with the hair spiked up because coming into the door like he does. What would be funny would, would be every time he like somebody says an answer wrong, he goes, no! <laughs> and you know, says the word and just starts screaming the obscenity. That's that would really be funny. hilarious. That's yeah. Getting but nobody Richard, has the no balls, has the to, balls do to do that. But I do want to say, because a couple of weeks ago we saying, oh, no, okay, no longer is he even up for being the host of Jeopardy, but he's still the executive producer. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. They stripped him of that. So he's no longer the executive producer of Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. But, you know, it's the public outcry of support of that decision that I wanted to bring up with you, Robert, because they, they had the Tournament of Champions, you know, the people go all the way. And one guy actually wrote, ding dong, the witch is dead. You know, that's what he, that was, he tweeted that. This is a, a champion from last season. Ding dong, the witch is dead. He was thrilled that they got Richards removed. And we shared word for word what he said a few weeks ago on that podcast. And some of it was a little bit on the edge, but most of it was kind of, come on. Yeah, ding dong, the witch is dead. What is this telling you about what's going on out there? Hmm? That the pussies yeah. are in control. Yeah. Well said, well said. Uh, Mike Richard would articulate it exactly the same way. I'm sure he, he would. would say it exactly the same way. Yeah, <laughs> those prostibooths. Got it? Prostibooths, because yeah, they were yeah. doing booths at the. Yeah. Yeah. How would Michael Richards put it? <laughs> <laughs> Michael Richards. Yeah. All right. So there we have it. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. What'd you see this what, week? Well, okay, I'm glad you said that. Summer old, summer new. We now present the Week in Review. However, Someone like sponsoring this segment? Nope. <laughs> do tell. This week we are sponsored by yeah. com. What, what do you mean this week? Like it hasn't happened in previous weeks? Yeah. Like no, it's, it's un- this week is he's it, sponsoring it, us. But is it unique to this week? Yes. It is? Well, I mean, hey, if somebody wants to give us more money for the spot, then <laughs> yeah. guess what, AV Gear Guy? You get bumped. Uh, AVGearGuy.com has over 30 years of experience in the business of transferring all of your non-digital media into digital media. This is all of your old photos and negatives and slides. Send all that stuff to AVGearGuy.com. He'll scan it for you and ship it back to you so you can put it up on Facebook and Instagram and share it with the family. Got state-of-the-art equipment. What's the name of that one machine he uses? Taranax. Yeah, very few people have that. Very few people have that. And uh, we're both customers of his, and he did all of my slides, a lot of Robert's stuff too, extremely extremely reasonably priced. And uh, like him on Facebook, you'll get a discount, AVGearGuy.com. You go first. What would you say? I'm going to go first? Okay. Have you ever seen or even heard of how to talk to girls at parties? Is this Tucker? What's his name? No, that's that's they serve beer in hell. No, what is it? It's a weird movie. 2017. Elle Fanning, Nicole Kidman. They're aliens. It's a weird, trippy movie. How to talk to girls at parties. Anyway, I had it on for a while while I was doing other things. But here's what I let's move on. Okay. Once again. Edge of Tomorrow, which we now call, you have your own title for that. Uh, Live, Die, Repeat. Repeat. And the sequel is going to be called... Live, Die, Repeat, Repeat. I love that. I love that. Which is still in pre-production, by the way. Hmm. And I started watching it again, and I thought, I'll just watch the first 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. I just, I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop. It's what, great. What a nifty, nifty. It's a popcorn movie, for but sure. it's so much fun. It's just so much fun. You know, I'm really, I, I gotta say that the shtick or the gimmick 
of repeating days over and over again, I'm in. I, almost even bad movies with that that premise. Are you? I'm usually in for it. You must I'll buy like it. Groundhog Day. You must love that. Film. Yeah, I like yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know it's sacrilege to say this, but I actually think there's better versions of it. Like, I think Live Die Repeat was actually a better movie. I would yes. rather watch that than yes, Groundhog Day. Yes, agreed. But, but I like Groundhog Day as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I just got hooked on it and I couldn't stop watching it. By the way, I want to tell you that Emily Blunt was on the Howard Stern show mm. and he does his usual shtick. And again, like I heard me say, he's a very good interviewer and does talk with, with gravitas about really interesting ideas and concepts in cinema and so on. But he has to get in that sexual edge as well about, you know, anyone on the set he wanted that. Mm -hmm. And then he immediately, he said, when you did Edge of Tomorrow... What was Tom Cruise really like? Was he all weird with that Scientology bullshit? So he was like baiting her. And she actually said, not at all. I can imagine And you're that. not surprised yeah, you're no. that all. She said he was a professional. Yeah. He knew all of his lines. He was eager to help. He gave a few suggestions to the director on how to set up certain shots. He was a joy to work with. He interacted with the crew. He'd have meals with the crew instead of with the elite group of people, their own table. You can see all that, can't you? Yeah. And it was really a good guy. And I'll tell you why. Because he knows... I think he is constantly aware that he's... All eyes are on him. Yeah. And you better think about every move you do. Yeah. And I think it it probably bothered him. You know, the... the um, the viral audio release that leaked where he was yelling at the crew yep, about yep. the masks and everything, which really... He, he was right. I, I think that he was right. He was right. I don't... I I mean, I disagree with it, right? I disagree with all you of this shit. You disagree with it, but... but coming from where he's yes. coming from, I think he was absolutely right to yell at them and just say... You are fucking up. Do that you was a test, that yeah. production for that one film. Yes. People were watching that to see if it would spread, if the virus right. would spread. And he's like, people without do, their masks. do you know the, the what did he say? Like He was like, I'm on the phone constantly trying to keep this thing going. Yes. You're trying to keep all of your jobs you're going. And you're affecting other people's and their incomes. Yeah. And take off. How dare you be on the set yeah. without wearing a mask? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's all bullshit. But... Yeah. Well, uh, I get where he's coming from, and I appreciate that. So I think, I think he probably was more upset about that than we might even mm -hmm. believe. I yeah. think that kind of stuff really bothers him. I think he wants the image of I'm a man of the people and I'm relatable. I'll go work with the you know sit down with the crew. Why not? These yeah. are people too. Let's do that, and let's. This is part of the job, and and it's a fun part of the job. I think he's very very grateful for where he's at. I think he's appreciative. I think he realizes you have to bust your ass to make this happen. Right, right. Something you said on a podcast about three years ago, and it stayed with me. You said one thing about Tom Cruise in all of his movies, he's never phoning it in. He's committed. Yeah. He's committed to that role with such conviction that you could just feel that. Yeah, I mean, the... he's not my favorite actor. Right, and, right. And a lot of his movies are like, uh, they're watchable. Yeah. Everything's watchable. Yeah. The a lot of the Mission Impossible movies are like whatever. This is cookie cutter. Yeah. Like I, this is not my cup of tea. But you got to appreciate what he's doing and how he's trying to make this thing right. work. Right. The hustle. 
right? He re- recognized the hustle. That's it. That's it. Hey, real fast too. I just I, I sent you a text about four nights ago that I was watching Changeling yet again. I yeah. said this is a perfect movie, and you wrote it's, back, "It's incredible." Yeah, and it's it is a perfect movie in 2008. I keep forgetting this. You're gonna have to remind me that it's, I always forget Clint Eastwood direct. Clint Eastwood. I, I don't know why I forget that, but I just do. Best thing Angelina Jolie has ever done. I think so too. And and it's a period piece. And it's shot, the cinematography is gorgeous, a lot of browns, no. a lot of earth tone colors, and they don't hit you over the head. The cars, it's just right with a model of cars, the types of cars, the clothing, but it's, 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 it's a really cool movie. And once again, Robert, I, it was on broadcast TV. I figured I'll watch the first 15 minutes, just the abduction. And then, of course, You're wait in. a minute, wait a minute, I can't turn this thing off. And I, I thought, I'll just go up to the scene where um, the boy is returned back in the classroom and the teacher says, no, why don't you sit in the seat you always sit in? And he doesn't know where to sit. Right. I thought, I'll just sit. And then, of course, that's not, I was hooked. Yeah. I was hooked. What a great Great movie. All right. And real fast, I think I sent you a text a few nights ago. Did you ever hear of or see clickbait? Do you know about clickbait? Wait. I think I saw this. No, you didn't. Did you? I think I did. It's it's a series, though. It's streaming on Netflix. There's eight episodes. Adrian no, Grenier? No. It's quite a series, and it's gotten mixed reviews. I, I liked it. And having to do with the internet and falsification and, uh, and all about how easy it is to catfish. This is a... N- New series? Yeah, Clickbait. Clickbait with Adrian Grenier. Hmm. Um, yeah, fabricating, f- putting up fake dating sites, putting someone else's picture on it, and it's about, and he's murdered because at the very beginning he's holding up a sign that says, if I get 50 million hits, I will blow my brains out. And it's live. So then we, that's the clock ticking. That's raising the stakes. It's a fascinating premise, and again, there's eight uh, 45 minute episodes and it's it's fun hmm. with a lot of twists and turns that's what i saw this week okay i'm gonna name some movies here please cannery row oh 1982 do you remember cannery row yeah, yeah, i remember the novel too so did yeah. you uh, this is this a movie you saw i saw wow yeah. and not very good <laughs> I think there's a reason why this movie was kind of lost to time. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd never seen it before. Um, I, there just wasn't a real strong narrative line. It was just kind of like basically some uh, social misfits that are hanging around in the Monterey area and you know, just kind of having parties and fucking things up and trying to correct their wrongs and like kind of lovable tramp type comedy. Hmm. Didn't even think it was comedy. I, th- I thought it was a romance, but it was not. There you go. Who's, Can't in, who's in that? Uh, was it Nick Nolte? Hang on. Really? I'll find out. It's, it's If it's not Nick Nolte, it's the guy that looks like him. Um, oh. Cannery. Cannery. Yeah. Nick Nolte. Deborah Winger was in it too. Interesting. Interesting you chose to see that. I also saw um, Escape from New York. Have you ever seen that? No, I haven't. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, it, it's it's a John Carpenter film. It is a John, yeah. Yeah, so it's going to have a certain level of cheese Cheesiness, to it. Yeah. right. But it's Is fun. it full-out cheesy or semi-cheesy? He's done both. Semi, but I I don't think The Thing is cheesy at all. To me, I don't find that cheesy. But this is a little cheesy. Some of the melodramatic moments in the thing 
some of the verbal exchange back and forth. I guess I didn't a, find a it that little way. bit. Okay, all right, go ahead. But I, I, this has a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. You have to kind of get on board. But if you're on board, we're going. I, I don't think Halloween is cheesy. You know, I think he's done a few movies right. that are like. How about they live? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a full side of cheddar right there. Um, so anyway, yeah, uh, Escape from New York is really, really good. I haven't seen Escape from L.A. in 25 years. So uh, since it came out, I think I saw it in the theaters and I haven't seen it since. So I got to watch that again. How about Escape quick. from Downey? There is. It's weird because there's reference to him escaping Cleveland. It's like Are you there's, serious? There's a thing that like there's a. I can't remember if it's an escape from New York because I I, th I I stepped away from the movie for a minute, so I might have missed this part. But I think it's an escape from L.A. where they show all of the different. Yeah, it's got to be escape from L.A. because there's a it's a list of all these places that he's escaped from. And it says like es like going to Los Angeles previously escaped from New York, previously escaped from Cleveland. And when I saw that, my buddy and I were like, Cleveland, That's like, funny. what the fuck are you talking about? And that became like an inside joke of like, of course it's Cleveland. <laughs> so, I don't know. It just always became like an inside joke. I think Downey would have been better. I saw the new Suicide Squad movie. The new one? Yeah. Not bad. I'm going to say it was definitely better than the first one. You know, the, there was Suicide Squad and then there's The Suicide Squad. Right. And it was okay. I mean, it's kind of... I think people are not in love with it. Although... And people are either loving it or hating it. Is Margot Robbie in... She's uh, in she, both. Both yeah. of them. Yeah. So she's the only character who's kind of returning. But uh, do you remember when James Gunn was... Uh, he directed Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. And he right. got uh, Me Too'd because of some texts or tweets that he had sent out. And they fired him from the Guardians of the Galaxy. And then he got this job almost immediately after directing Suicide Squad. Because DC was like, we'll take you. <laughs> and so he got that job. And then they hired him back to do Guardians of the Galaxy. So now he's kind of one of the few people who's in both worlds of DC and Marvel. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But there's one thing I want to talk about more than anything else. I could feel that. You're saving it the gem. Yeah. I saw yes. a trailer for a movie coming out. I think I know. No. Do you? Well, I thought no. it was the Mad Max prequel. No. Okay. But no. a good guess. No, it's a good, it good guess. So it's a trailer for a movie. Am I aware of this movie? You're aware of, of the it, original. Oh, the original. Because it is a sequel. So it's a sequel, not, not a remake. Not a remake. Not a remake. It's a sequel. And did I see the original? I'm pretty sure you did. I don't know. Although with I'm you, kind of sketchy no, with I my know, know. my reputation here. It, on your... it does. I'll give you a hint. It it does fall in that weird window of time where you didn't see shit. That's right. That's right. Wow. Well. Hmm. But I'm pretty sure you saw it. And the movie is. There's a new Matrix movie coming out. Is there really? Yeah, and it looks oh, pretty good. It does. Yeah. Well, we talked about the Matrix a couple weeks ago. You know, and I said, was that a favorite of yours? And remember, I, I saw it a few weeks ago, yeah. and I thought it was... It's okay. It didn't have the same novelty. Right. It was so novel yeah. when it first came out. So, but the new one... Is this directed by the same brother, same sister, sister, brothers, brothers, bro sister, sister, brothers, brothers, sister, brothers, sister, brothers, sister, brothers, sister, brothers, brothers, sister, 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 brothers, Keanu's back. Yeah, everybody else is back, but I don't think Lawrence Fishburne is back. Although they got a guy who looks just like him. Wow. So, 
it's uh it's gonna be interesting and you it it, it resonated with you you liked what you saw yeah that was interesting because i find those kinds of movies you know it, it's a superhero movie yeah. it's another superhero movie and i, I just instantly get turned off but I'll, i'm always i try to keep an open mind with everything and i was like let's just see and i was watching going ah this looks pretty interesting it looks like they're trying to do something different how could it be more different than the original wow interesting yeah it doesn't look like they're rehashing the same storyline yeah. it looks like they're trying to hey how what what would this how would this play out if we did you know this twist so anyway you know, I would love to see a documentary on the Wichowski siblings. I, I, really, I find that fascinating, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, we're talking not just The Matrix, but Bound, is mm-hmm. that correct? Yeah. Bound and other movies. I, I, yet I know really nothing about them. Uh, I would find that fascinating, a documentary on that. Okay, anyway. I find it weird that they both had the, know. you know, the, the, the sex so, change I conversion. Know. And it's like... Uh, nature or nurture how did you get there right like whether your parents right gave you some dna that would make you feel yeah, that way yeah. or whether was something learned happened behavior? to you yeah was there an experience something that happened when they were in elementary school yeah it's, it's or did it ha- did something happen to one and then that inspired right, the other or right hmm. interesting or do you think it's all a stunt just to get some oh pr yeah. publicity promo you're so cynical. That's right. Okay, so that's our top so, five. That's our top five, and we're about ready to discuss King Kong. Yeah. Now, now I can't say Robert talk us through it. Well, actually, you could. Oh, wait a minute. I love that we're flying by the seat of our pants right now. Are you gonna? Am I gonna do Robert talk us through it? Why don't you or, wait to say that till after we come back? I agree. Okay. But we are gonna do our money shots. Money shots now, okay. based on our memory, our recollection. Yeah. Now, we've not seen the movie, so here's how this is going to work. We're going to pause the podcast. We're going we're gonna to record our money shots. We're going to talk about what we remember of this movie. We're going to pause. You don't have to wait for us to, you know, we're not going to put an hour and a half of silence in the middle of the podcast. So mm-hmm. it'll be immediate for you as a listener. Oh. But we'll come back and we'll reveal what we thought about the movie uh, and we'll discuss it. So what do you remember about the movie? This is big ape goes on top of a big. That's building. all I remember. Let's go watch. <laughs> you know, we're talking about money shots, and yeah. I actually have two. Now, I need to say again that I have not seen this film since I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I remember watching it and being profoundly moved by uh, the ending. And I remember turning to my my family and saying, um, "He was a good ape. He didn't. <laughs> you know, he didn't mean to. He didn't do anything wrong. And obviously, I didn't have the wherewithal. I couldn't articulate the point that it was an example of, um, of what? Of commercialism. Uh-huh. Of exploitation. Yeah. There's the word of exploitation. And that's really a powerful. Why don't we message. do top five exploitation movies? Now? Why don't we do that instead uh-huh. of climbing to the top? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> two things. I have two money shots. Let them. Let me say them. They're both. The first one is such a. I hope I. You know, wouldn't it be weird, weird if I'm wrong. It's not in the film. That's also and you know what? That could very, very well happen. Yeah. I remember when our hero, the male lead, when they're on Skull Island, and I think the natives tell him to leave. I think the natives tell him to leave, and our hero, in kind of a playful, whimsical way, retreats. But he just kind of looks at them, and does a certain gesture with this hat. 
a little bit cockeyed with the brim of his hat and a little bit like, mm, I don't think they're really going to leave. But there's something in his body language, that one beat. And isn't that weird that I'm zeroing in on that? This isn't is that, exactly I what know, I wanted. I, you're smiling right now. And I want to see, if, wouldn't it be weird if that's not there? It's just not in the movie. I fabricated this. I filled it in the way I wanted it. And see, we're about I know, to watch I know, the movie. I know, I know, I know. So I you know. can see whether yes. or not. He gives a playful, it's almost like a wink where the natives tell him to leave. And the music, it's almost a lighthearted beat. And it's going to be funny to see if, even if it is in the movie, if you've exaggerated yes. the wink and everything yes. else. And that's not and this there. this is exactly what we want to do. That's, that's why we're doing this. Fascinating. And the other one too, the money shot, I remember so vividly when King Kong fell from the Empire State Building in the climactic moments. And he falling down, descending, he actually scrapes, he bangs into the oh. side of the Empire State Building. He into the wall as he's plummeting to huh. his death. And hitting that as he's going down really bothered me. Not the fact he was shot by machine guns and airplanes and plummeted to his death, but the fact he actually scraped, he bounced off of the side as a long shot, a master shot, you know, falling down and he hits the side of the uh, of the Empire State Building when he plummets to his death. Those are my two money shots. I can't wait to see your money shots. I hope they're in the movie. Me too. If not, I'm losing it. No, you're I'm, not. I'm, I'm not this losing. Was but a I'm memory from it. when you were like eleven or twelve. Well, uh, yeah. There you go. Those are mine. That's exactly what I was cool. hoping to get. And yours. now, for me, I, as I said earlier, I'm not a hundred percent sure I've seen this movie. So most of this is a blank. If I have seen it, I wasn't recording in my brain at the time. However, as I mentioned earlier, this movie totally is in the zeitgeist. It's it's everywhere, and we all know that image of him on top of the World, uh, no, World Trade Center, World the, Trade uh, Center. the Empire State Building, and these biplanes coming in and shooting at him, and him, you know, screaming and 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 trying to knock him off. But one shot that I I know that I've seen over the years somehow is his hand coming into the. Uh, in into the was a bathroom or yeah. where is it? Like the is an apartment. It was yeah. a home. Yeah, and he grabs her. It's like a gigantic hand that yeah. comes in, yeah. and that always kind of sticks out to me yeah. as well. Yeah, like that's kind of that's almost my secondary thought. The primary thought is always him on top of yeah. the Empire State Building, straddling the building and like swatting at these planes with the yeah. girl in his hand. It's it's, it's cinematic, man. It oh, really yeah. is. Like, and there's a reason why that is one of the the best images that filmmaking has ever made. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the technology of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go watch it. Hey, let's go watch it. Well, we saw it. And and Robert, talk us through it. Oh, uh, sorry. I stepped on your line. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. I thought I was going to. Yeah. What else is new? Um, what? So what do you think? Well, no, actually, oh, we're be, doing. So are we doing? Think? So what do you think? Or do you want to do the money shots and see if our money shots were accurate? That's a good question. Well, let's talk about the movie first, oh, in I case agree. somebody hasn't seen the movie. Yeah. Okay. So 1933, King Kong. Um, we should mention this is all pre Hayes Code. That's this correct. Is, That's right. Um, it's it's a pretty interesting film compared to today's lens. So it's a a, a director who sets out from New York and he's, he knows of a mysterious island where there's some sort of Kong, which is a, uh, I, I guess, a, a foreign word for some sort of god or, or deity that's all-powerful. 
and they want to go out and make a movie. They want yeah. to film uh, an actress. He finds an actress to go out and react to this amazing sight. He doesn't he, he exactly know what it is even. Turns out it's a giant ape monster, uh, and the villagers on this island are all terrified of it. They have it kind of penned in, and Kong sees the girl falls in love. I guess they want to they, I guess they want to sacrifice the girl right yes. they want to use the girl as a sacrifice and um you know the, of course the crew and not the, there's anything wrong with that not that there's yeah, anything yeah. wrong with that the crew says no uh but they come on board and they kidnap the girl in the middle of the night and take her and try to give her as a sacrifice to King Kong King Kong falls in love with the girl and is protective of the girl and everybody on the the crew on the boat and everything want to go try to save the girl and in the process they rescue the girl and knock out King Kong and decide to bring him back to New York to put on as a kind of a vaudeville show, right? A vaudeville show, yeah, yeah. And then that's and when then, all hell breaks loose. Yeah, I'll say. And King Kong, all the, the photographers are taking their pictures and, and their flash bulbs go off and that disrupts Kong's, uh, uh, it, it makes him crazy and he snaps the chains. And it makes es- him crazy. <laughs> escapes into, uh, into New York. And and, and climbs, climbs the Empire State Building. Oh, did he climb the Empire State yeah, Building? Yeah, yeah, oh, I forgot yeah, that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, anyway. Man, that that was way more beautiful than I remember. That I think you muttered this. Did you say that was beautiful? Yeah. It was a shot that was really beautiful. This Sometimes, whole movie, yes, is a technological masterpiece. There's a lot of stuff going on. Tons of rear projection, but just exquisitely done for 1933. I know. These people knew their shit. No CGI. That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I could see what they were doing, but you I mean, especially if you're watching this when you were what, 11 or 12 or 13 or something on a, on a oh, black and white it was, TV. It was like nothing you I've ever seen. You could tell. Like nothing I've ever seen before. Use <laughs> my cliche, but it was um it was it it was so engrossing and and believable. And I read articles in preparation for this about when it opened in New York Radio City Music Hall, and they had dancers come out in mm-hmm. leopard, um, leotards, leotards, but in leopard leopard leotards, mm-hmm. and they did that whole thing, and then the movie started, and Leap they and said leopard lip, le- le- leopard, leopard, leopard 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 leotards. They were scantily clad in animal like <laughs> okay. skin. There you go, cool stuff, and um. And the lines they said wrapped around the block at rate. You can imagine, yeah. The public had never seen anything like this before. It's it's true, and it got it did get rave reviews, and it was wildly popular. But jumping on the heels of what you're saying, there are really three elements here: the use of models, mm-hmm. models, and of course stop motion uh, animation mm-hmm. and rear screen projection. Those were the three uh, techniques, and all done exquisitely. Truly. Truly, you even mentioned we stopped it at one point because you said that there were what, four layers yeah. of, of, of rear, rear projection yes. that were going on. Yeah. I was like, "Wow, yeah. this is rear projection of rear projection of rear projection of rear projection." Right, right. I was like, "Wow, you could." I mean, you can see it, but if you really appreciate what they're doing, there's so much testing and just time spent and and trying to pre-plan what was going into some of these shots. To make it look so seamless. There was a part where he's holding her in his hand and there's he's peeling off her dress and she's live action, but his hand is stop animation and he's right. covering her. Right. And right. taking off like parts of her dress and stuff. And it was like that that's amazing. It is amazing. 
Now, sometimes the stop animation, single frame animation, was a little bit jerky, you know, at times. Right. And it was very Gumby-like. Yeah. Very Gumby-like. And sometimes it was actually smoother than others. Um, but I think you have to give them a pass on I that, I think man. we like, have to, too, considering it could was Could you do any better? <laughs> well, I, like to do- it's funny you'd say that. Standpoint. It's funny you'd say that. You don't know. Maybe. Did you ever see my version of this? I'm serious. Oh, of course. No, I don't know if you did. It's called Ping Pong of the Jungle. <laughs> ping pong of the jungle and my buddy fred i used his little monkey and it was um i i did stop frame monkey he had a little ape thing a toy oh a, like what, the one that like, i was referring to yeah i don't know i thought yeah. he had a monkey and, and it had he said joints. he had a monkey well it could have joints and arms and legs oh. and i got it to wreck havoc on a lego building oh. anyway yeah so i did do ping pong of the jungle? Of the jungle. Yeah, yeah. So I can appreciate the stop. So was it better than King Kong? Oh, my goodness, yes. <laughs> you kidding? Yeah, this was utter shit compared to what I pulled off. I'm sure it was a cinematic masterpiece. Mm, cinema verite. I'll just uh, pop down to the USC Museum. There you go. And uh, and peruse their archives uh, and find it. There's actually a statue of me in front of the museum holding the miniature puppet. Yeah, I thought the, uh, the, the fact that your statue has your dick out and yeah. you're pissing all over the USC campus was a little what? gratuitous. You had a problem with that? Well, I just felt like, you know, you didn't. Didn't need to do that. Well, yeah, they wanted they want to censor that too, <laughs> along with Robert E. Lee. Damn it, they're removing all the great statues. <laughs> they just took down your dick. <laughs> the rest of the statue still stands. Um. All right, let's get to the the part that we really want to discuss. Yes. Were your money shots what you thought they were? I'm giving myself a 73% chance uh, accuracy. 73%. 73%. Yes. The first thing I mentioned, and we actually froze it and watched it a second time, yeah. when he, our fearless leader, uh, the director, gives, the, director the, the quote director of the movie, um, says, all right, we should go back and leave. And just his body language was a little bit playful. He did tip his hat, the brim of his hat. Yeah. I said wink, which was incorrect, but there was a he certain... He didn't wink. He did not wink, but the scene was a wink. It yeah. was a figurative wink if you will and there was like a skip in his step when yeah. he sauntered off knowing oh, we're not done with this boys we'll be coming back right so i i give myself a lot of i think it was pretty damn accurate i think for not having seen it in <laughs> what do we say like yeah six years something yeah, like that yeah and yeah. not only that but also it's not a scene that you've seen over and over and over again. I know. This it's is not, not one of the scenes gestalt. that they show yes. you. Yeah. yeah, but why, why did that scene stay with me? That's interesting. What does that say about me that I, I would Probably you just caught the emotion that he was trying to convey. I And I did, and I like the fact it was whimsical, playful, and with his body language saying, oh, we're not done with this, boys. We'll be coming back first thing tomorrow. I love it. But I love the way that was done. And my second money shot with Kong falling off the Empire State Building, what I neglected, what I forgot in all these decades, was that the building becomes wider as it goes down to the foundation. Like steps down. St- yes, yeah. yes. So he had to hit those two ledges, or two, not one. So he didn't really scrape along the side of the building. I was incorrect on that. But as the building got wider, as it went closer to the ground, he hit ledge, he hit ledge again. It's... But but I still... I think you're right. I, think I give myself... Yeah, 73% yeah, is about I, yeah, right. Yeah, 73%. And not having seen the movie in that long. How about that? Incredible. Yeah. Now, I was wrong in my memory of it because i for some reason thought that he that um she was taking a bath when the hand came in to grab her but i think i might be confusing it with a 
I think there's a music video where it kind of replicates the same thing, but I think somebody's taking a bath in the That's music real video. familiar to me too. And so I that think that, is... that's why I'm confusing yeah. it with something else. But um, at any rate, I, I think for the most part, uh, my memory of, of money shots is, is fairly accurate. Now, I guess in my mind, I, I thought he was kind of sitting on the top of the Empire State Building, but he really was kind of hanging on with one hand. Right. He wasn't sitting. I remember him straddling. I, I think I used that word earlier in the episode that he was sitting on the top and kind of swatting with both hands. Right. And holding on with his feet. And that wasn't the case. He was holding on with one hand. Right. And kind of reaching out to the airport. Right. 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 Another money shot now, this is a cheat because we just saw the movie, but I vividly remembered, and you did too, when Kong was fighting with that Tyrannosaurus, whatever that, yeah. and ripping its jaws apart. Yeah. That stayed with me also. I, I think something else that was in the zeitgeist that I forgot about until I saw it was when he breaks through the doors of the village and all the villagers go running. And I was like, oh yeah, I've seen this. Yeah. It. Uh, this this is going to be a really cool series. I'm really excited about this because we're, each episode we're going to get to play with what do you remember? Yes. What's the accuracy of what you remember? This is going to be fascinating yeah. to me. I love this. I love this. Hey, a little bit of quick background. I just want to say that the, the music, it's unique because of the uh, Max Steiner, and he did, did music for a lot of earlier films, silent films. Isn't mm -hmm. that interesting? And they got him on board for this, and at first they were going to say, well, just extract your previous music, and he wanted to write an original score. It's the first time that there was a through line in the melody uh, with shifting in tones with the dramatic action we're seeing. And also I want to say that it's the first time that on three separate tracks they had dialogue, uh, they had sound effects, and then his music, and they merged all three tracks. That was the first time they ever did that. It's interesting. You said that to me right before we watched the movie, right. and I thought, that's cool. And then I started thinking, wait a minute. A sound was just added in 1927. So really, that was only like six years earlier. Right. That So you say, for the first time, they did that. Well, you're right, but it was only a few years. Yeah, it's yeah, only you're six right. years you're that right. they had. Making it like decades to get that. But it is interesting to note that, okay, they're they're already starting to plan out how important sound is to this yes. movie. I mean, as yes. soon as sound takes off, 1927, jazz singer, right after that, they're going, this is, we got to make sure the sound is really spectacular for this movie because it's affecting the way people are watching right, movies. Right, right, And as you know, there was some censorship in this, even though it was before the Hayes Code. Mm -hmm. So they, by the way, it was pretty violent. I was going to say it that. Was, the word that jumped to my mind was gruesome. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of... He was like munching away on those native girls. He put them yeah. in his mouth and shoot them up. I mean, it looked like for a minute he was going to kill a baby. Yes. So they were like baby they grabbed endangerment. That yeah. baby, uh, yeah, to save that kid. But I want to say that there was, it was several scenes were trimmed um, or removed altogether, including the uh, mauling of the crewmen in the water, chasing one up a tree and killing him, Kong undressing and Darrow and sniffing her fingers. Remember that? Mm -hmm. That's a scene. I would love to see that. Wouldn't you see that? They took that out. Com biting and stepping on natives when he attacks the village. There was some of that yeah. in there. Um, Kong biting a man in New York and Kong mistaking a sleeping woman for Anne and dropping her well, to her minute. death. But I saw that. Maybe so we I want to say that we watched the uncensored version. version. As far as I know, these things I just rattled off were because in the film. Even the we undressing saw. and like sniffing her, we saw that. Did he? we see him sniff his yeah. fingers? Well, you know what? The version we saw was have those parts back put in. back in. Yeah. I can... 
kind of understand why they might cut that. I can understand why they violent. took it out. Yes. Yeah. And we were watching. It's like, what the fuck? This this Kong is, is, is he's a bad man. Yeah. <laughs> so that's really interesting. Yeah, about Max Steiner, the music, and these excised, excised scenes that I think were put in the version that we had seen. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So um, our money shots, yeah. Memory. Hey, I have a question for you. Yeah. It's an anti I was going to say that, but let's hold on. <laughs> okay, I, okay. I have some thoughts on that. Please. First of all, I have some notes here. Yeah. There are very few crew members that were credited on this. You know, when the when the credits started at the beginning, you even kind of commented, oh, there's the credits at the at beginning, the beginning of the movie. that they used to do. Yeah. And I was noting there's only two production assistants on this movie. I mean, think about it. You, you watch these movies now. There's like 50 production assistants. Just, yeah. Just production assistants, not to mention... All, like every crew member and accountant who worked for the studio and it's like everybody gets their name on this movie or on, on a movie but this is back when it was even like, the titles titles created by yeah you know they would put all that yeah and this is back when it was like oh no there's like 17 people who made this movie it seemed that way didn't it it yeah. sure did yeah i thought that was kind of interesting just so did they either not include everyone in those credits or were there only that many people involved? i think it's a combination i, do I too. think it's probably I do a combination of We've gone into the point where let's give everyone a credit, but I think in this movie, the the older movies, it was more of a, a small collection of, right. of artisans. Right. Like they knew exactly what they were doing. This, the people who made this film, they they were truly artists to understand how all of it would piece together. I'm sure they did a lot of testing too. But hey, did you notice the opening shot? The opening. The opening sure. shot. The opening shot of the movie. You know what it was? Well, do you remember? It was it was the skyline, yeah. wasn't it? it With was the, the Empire State Building right in the middle. Right. Yeah. Oh, how about that? That's kind of interesting. Oh, talk about foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what's really interesting? What? If you look closely in the background, there was a World Trade Center. <laughs> yeah, I'm wow. Sorry, I'm sorry about that. So it was in that movie, but it's <laughs> not the now. Yeah. You know, they remade this movie in the 70s, right? Oh, more than once, and then later. And then again in, like, what, 2014 or that, something like that? Yeah. They've, they've remade this movie a few times. Yeah. I'm really surprised that in all of those remakes, they never set it in L.A. Because that seems like a very Hollywood thing to do, to be like, oh, he's going to come and climb up the, you know, the the bank, downtown bank building or whatever, the, uh, the name of that uh, library tower building. Yeah. Instead of the Empire State Building, which is such a shit idea. Like, it needs to be the Empire State Building. That's, that's where you identify those two things. If, if you go to the Empire State Building, I'm sure they sell King Kong you know, souvenirs or something there. And that's all anybody would be saying as you're riding the elevator to the top. And I, I, it, it just amazes me that in the 1970s, a decade filled with a lot of really shitty ideas when it comes to film, that right. somebody didn't say, oh, I know, we'll put him in L.A. and he'll climb, he'll, he'll be on top of the Hollywood sign or something like that. You're right, like, you're right. Now, that one was with Jeff Bridges in the 70s. I never saw that one either. I saw that. I saw it in a theater when it came out. Yeah, and it was, how was crap. It? it was crap. It was Love just, it. yeah, horrible. And then Jack Black did one about 15 years ago. And then, of course, we had the one about four years ago that we discussed in our podcast. Kong Skull Island. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Skull Island wasn't awful. It was just kind of... Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. it was. It was... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, something that bothered me with the Jack Black version was the last line. Because it, it's... 
It was got a little... Did he say it was Beauty that killed it, the Beast? Yeah, but instead of saying it was Beauty that killed the Beast, he got to Jack Black with it, and he went, "Twas Beauty that killed yeah, yeah, the yeah, Beast." Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Even in this movie, it didn't say it. Uh, Twas Beauty. He said it was Beauty that killed the Beast. Right, but as soon as we finished watching it, I we, I turned to you and I said, "He's wrong. It's not Beauty that killed the Beast." It what was, was we, it? Were, we were sensationalizing and exploiting. It was mm. exploitation. Kong, even I really feel strongly about this. Even even in Star Trek, it was called the Prime Directive. We are not there to go to other planets to interfere with their culture or how they're unfolding, how they're unraveling. That's wrong. And look what we did. We yanked him out of his environment and put him on the stage in New York City. We're the killers for greed, profit. It wasn't beauty that killed the beast. It was man sensationalizing. See, I think it was the airplanes. <laughs> Why'd that one plane do a loop the loop? Did you notice that? Yeah, well, Wait, why did you notice that, that Robert? Yeah. It went all the way. Like, why did they do that? Well, the other thing, let's think about this for yeah, a minute. Okay. The, all the idea is hover around. Their theory was we'll pull out the airplanes and we'll shoot at her when, when Kong sets her down. Right. 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 Which, first of all, is not a real great idea because you're in this shaky ass airplane that's being. Like swatted at by Kong, so the chances of you missing are fairly high. But if you miss Kong, your bullet is going to go. That's a good point. Out into downtown New York. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people are going to get killed. Okay, bullet could go to Harlem. Well, there's already <laughs> enough bullets out there, and nobody's going to notice. But anyway, you know, it might, it might hit somebody in Manhattan. Yeah, you know, where it matters. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Where it matters. Did you just say that? You said that, did you? That's real good, Robert. Okay. I think our three Ethiopians just turned us off. They're not listening anymore. <laughs> no, they're, they're too busy trying to contain Kong on their eyes. <laughs> By the way, which does bring up that this movie has been accused of racism. I'm sure it has. I, you know, you had kind of alluded to that earlier. Mm -hmm. In this society... Where we point to everything as being racist, right? Clouds are now racist. And it's just like, what the fuck are we doing? Can't this just be a movie about a bunch of idiotic people who go steal a giant gorilla? Yeah. Can't it just be that instead of like, this is actually an allegory for, you know, for racism and, and slavery? I get it. Yes, I, I understand. But it also could just be a movie about an ape. Here's the argument. This was brought out when the movie first came out that some regarded it as a cautionary tale about interracial romance. Kind of like Guess Who's Oh, is that what it was? Kind of like Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. No. A different version of that. And um, and then the producers did say that they rejected that, of course, interpretation, insisting in interviews that the film story contained no hidden meanings. It was just a story. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cautionary tale about <laughs> racial romance. Because wow. you know what it is? It's when people are reading. Look, this is what I got my master's degree in was film theory. Yeah, and it's this this very thing. And I'll yeah. tell you because I've sat in rooms with people discussing this. You are interpreting a text, or you're interpreting a a a, a piece of media, and you're saying, "Well, here's what it means," and you're disregarding the intent. And you're saying, well, but my interpretation is valid. Sure, all right, it's valid. You can have your, your validity. But it's kind of hard to take them to task over a non-intention. If you're going to say, like, well, you're being racist. Well, it wasn't my intention. 
I agree 100%, but there's one thing I need to remind you about. What? That uh, Faye Ray, the actress, was not only white, but she was blonde. And Kong wanted her, was in love with her, because she was not a, she was Why? not black. She was white and had blonde hair Why? instead of black hair. Because all the tribal was, people had black hair. Yeah, so That's you're saying Kong she was un- So you're saying she was unique. She was a shiny object to that Kong. stood out. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I don't think that's race. That's hair color. Yeah. That's skin. I mean, it is skin tone, but it's j- only because it's different from the people on, on the island. Right. Right. The people on the island were like, "We'll give you six of our people for her." I know, like I she's know. different. Yeah. Yeah. What if she was redhead? Yeah. Yeah, it'd be the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. What am I trying to say? I can. What if she had a third I, arm? <laughs> You know, it'd be the same thing of like, wow, you got three arms. You're special. Yeah. I I don't think it needs to be a racial, racial thing. Mm-hmm. You don't buy that. I want to, but the, she, the fact that she had blonde hair and stood out and she was different. She was unique. She was like nothing Kong had ever seen before. Maybe it's just that simple. Well, maybe it's you as simple to... as white people are prettier. I mean, I could be that. I don't know. I just... <laughs> Here's the thing. Yes. Here's what I know. Yes. I, like I said, I've, I've, I've heard so many of these kinds of theories, and people are trying to place interpretation on texts like this. I think they're also forgetting this is supposed to just be a fun movie. Yeah. And the, when you go through life and you look for that, you're really missing out on the more joyous parts of life. Agreed. But what's interesting is that those... Uh, arguments, those allegations of racism came out, were discussed when the movie premiered, even I back then. It. Even back then. And in today's hypersensitive society, yeah, yeah, no, I'm amazed that movie isn't canceled. Well, I'm, just give it a couple weeks. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure it will be. Yeah. I mean, there was even a good line in there of like, uh, women are, what do you say? Like, women yeah. are worthless and well, they're all well, annoying that's right, or whatever. That's right, like, yeah, yeah. I, look, we recognize it today and we go whoa boy i know know, because we realize look the truth while we make jokes on this podcast we don't feel that way like but that's we're i mean you're about to make another joke i think uh, yeah there we go speak for yourself (laughs) kimisabi there we go (laughs) but we're all we're being ironic about it right and right and when you go back and you look at that it's it's shocking because no one talks like that in real life right if you walk through society truly holding those beliefs that those people I think were more serious about but even they started to kind of lighten up in the movie I, I think look if you're not if you can't just relax and understand this is a character it's not the filmmaker saying this is how all people should believe it's it's just it's like something somebody says don't take it so serious and not just the black white issue but even the way he the the, the director within the film uh, how to find an actress and he went to it's like a boarding house wasn't it a yeah. boarding house where she w- was penniless and she was standing in line to get soup yeah and he came on to her not personally on a professional level hey i'll put you in a movie and she agreed to it and she left with him i can't see that being written today there's a lot can't. in this movie i can't see being written today <laughs> i'm sure when they've made uh, so th- both of the other kong movies they kind of went Yeesh. yeah well yeah yeah i mean the sensibilities have changed so obviously that can't by the but way i don't i don't even think they've changed that much i think there were people look there i, I think we're making a little bit of of a 
the cardinal sin of looking at history through rose-colored mm-hmm. glasses. Like this idea that everybody just got along in the 1930s and there there were no cries of racism. Sure there were. I think it was just more, oh, who gives a shit back then? And and there was a little bit more, ah, they're black, they probably deserve it. That that was a little bit more of the general attitude. And thank goodness it's changed, right? right. I mean, we've we've become enlightened and we had people along the way who've been like, stop acting like idiots. And we did. For the most part. For the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're acting like idiots in a whole new way. Yeah. On the way home tonight, I'm going to stop off at a boarding house to see these women in line. Well, you'd be doing that anyway, Ira. Let's be honest. And maybe that will work. And just say, hey, I'll put you in a movie. Come home with me. (laughs) No, I did that with you last week. (laughs) I've still got rug burns. We're we're doing the sequel. Come back. All right. (laughs) Um, Okay. Is it anti-wave? I love the way we both got quiet. You know, there were distinctly three distinct acts. Yes. There were. All of New York was actually act three. Yes. Coming back there. And the, on Skull Island, we had the setup act one, Skull Island act two, and then act three. So it was quite traditional in storytelling. Let me ask the Ira question. Well, who's the, who's who, the protagonist? You know what's weird? I was actually thinking about that while I was watching it. You can almost make an argument that Kong. Yeah. Are, are you there? Or, or well, was I it our like direct- the, the protagonist changes. It goes from like the director yes. to our leading lady to Kong. It's kind of weird. And in each act, it almost becomes a different protagonist. That's real interesting. That, yes. that does kind of shift. But overwhelmingly, the technical aspect, this is a Hollywood movie. Like, yeah. This, yeah. This screams Hollywood to me. This is not anti-wave. Agreed. Agreed. What? You Why what am I thinking about it still? I'm trying to think of other anti-wave elements that were in this film. Um, it's a sad ending, but it has a moral. Yeah. So it's not Is it any. really sad? I mean, it's more yeah. of like... No. Kong didn't deserve to die. Absolutely not. He was the beast. He was misunderstood. He didn't mean to... <laughs> I understand, but he's the monster. He's a villain. I know. I you know. know. Just because the fact that he is a monster, he's he deserves to die. He did kill a bunch of people. You're no, you're right. God, he chomped away at those natives. Yeah, put them in his mouth and crunched them up and yeah. swallowed. Yeah. And the crew. Yeah. Yep. They put those excise scenes back in. They I, did. I think they did. They absolutely did. For anybody listening, we should mention that it is streaming right now on HBO Go or H- What is it? HBO Max. Max. Thank you. Uh, I think it used to be HBO Go, and now it it's was. HBO Max. It was at one time, yeah. But they, uh, yeah, go check it out if you've got HBO Max. You can check out King Kong there. You liked it, didn't you? I did. You I were felt impre- like this movie held up pretty yeah, well. I, I agree. I agree. I mean, despite the stuff that, like, there's a few lines that are a little cringy where you're like, Ooh, yeah, boy. I know, and a little cornball, a little cheesy at times, yeah. but we have to forgive it for that. But it wasn't awful acting it, or anything. It wasn't like, awful acting. She was favorite. Yeah, we'll look into that later. What else has Faye Ray done? I'll pull that. Will you do that right now? Yeah. I'm really curious because she was solid in this film. And uh, while you're doing that, and I'm kind of stretching out out here and tap dancing, and Faye Ray, other films beyond King well, Kong include. Hold on. Let okay, me just okay. finish what I was saying. I was doing my setup, my transition. <laughs> I, know, yeah. I know. But I'm not ready for you. Okay. Um, she did King Kong. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Anything else happened? Um, yes. Was she in Son of Kong? She did the 1970s King Kong. No. And the 2014 King of Kong. <laughs> and the 
that yeah. she's going to yeah. be in the next King Kong that's coming out next year? The musical. She's going to star on Broadway. She was Kong. Yeah, she was Kong. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, she actually did. Uh, she did. Oh, you know what else? This is actually on my list. Dude, uh, the Most Dangerous Game. She was in that. Yeah. Wow. And Dr. X and Mystery of the Wax Museum. Yeah, she's done a few things. Huh. Yeah. Looks like she was acting all the way up until the 80s. Really? Yeah, looks like it. She's certainly not with us now. No. No. She died. You want to know when she died? Yeah. 2004. Really? Yeah, not that long ago. Huh. Oh, looks like she took a big break. She was like acting up into the 60s and then <laughs> took... Like 15 years 15 off. Year and then came and back, then came back, and back to do something. Right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, comparing this movie to Kong Skull Island. <laughs> I think I like this one more. I was going to say, I think this is a more satisfying film. There, you respect it more. Yeah. It. I mean, That's even, it. you know what it is? I think the small crew aspect probably makes this feel like it's made with a little bit more heart. Mm-hmm. And there's just something about it that just feels a little more sincere. And um, and Kong Skull Island feels more like a big grandiose blockbuster. Yeah, and C- just, a it CGI'd just loses, circus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't doesn't feel like we're watching some artists who are really caring about their product. Right, right, right. Yeah, it makes it, Kong Skull Island. Kong Skull Island feels like a bunch of people who are working for a paycheck. Absolutely. So we never really kind of settled on a score for anti-wave. What would you say? No, on the anti-wave scale, it would have to be quite low. Quite low. I mean, I, I, like a, a one or two. I was thinking two. Yeah. yeah maybe maybe, maybe 1.5. Yeah, yeah, agreed. But a good movie nonetheless. Absolutely. And worth checking out. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, we did it. Hey, who died this week? Hey, got to tell you, unfortunately, most the following people, they didn't turn to dust. We lost the following people in the entertainment industry in the last 14 days, and they include the following. I know, it's been two weeks. Uh, Mikis Theodorowski is a 96-year-old Greek composer of music, and you know what? This guy died. Yeah, he died, but besides that, he did the music to Zorba the Greek. And, you know, that's in our brains that we can't stop humming that 96-year-old. We lost Joan Washington, 71-year-old British dialect coach. And she was involved with the Life Aquatic of Steve. How do you say his last name? Zizou. Yeah. So she was the dialogue uh, coach on that film. Now, you're not going to know this person, Art Matrano. However, you will know him because he was in... Uh, oh, I know episode. him as Artie Matrano. <laughs> he was in uh, Police Academy 2 and 3, and he's an American actor. He was in They Shoot Horses, Don't They? And he was also in TV, Joni Loves Chachi. But I want to say, he used to be on The Ed Sullivan Show. And I liked him a lot. And he hummed this goofy da 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 And he would do these inane magic tricks that were really bad. And I my dad and I used to laugh at him a lot. He's dead. Well, I'm sorry, how, did, how did it go? And he'd have, our listeners can't see, he'd have one finger here, two, and they'd go like, like that. Just, <laughs> just do the old one finger, two yeah, finger Yeah, one finger, two, like that. And we'd laugh, and it was so god-awful. Hey, are you familiar with Jean-Paul uh, Belmondo, 
the French actor. If I said I was, would you believe me? Yes, I would. Wow. It's not true. Then yeah, I am. And, no, but you're okay. He did Breathless. He did, it was a, a very major part of the French new wave. Uh, 88 years old and is important figure in the 60s and uh, the man from Rio and so on. So he died. I want to say now this one also hurts. Uh-oh. Michael Constantine. You know who he was. Of course, my big fat Greek wedding. Yeah. We know that. And also the sequel to that. 94-year-old American actor, but he was also the principal in Room 222. Oh, and you know that's what, what you want to talk about? No, I want even though it's, but and that had such an effect on me, as you all know, and our listeners know, it was to serve with love that affected me to become a teacher. And then when I became a teacher, it was Room 222. He was the caring and understanding principal. He was in uh, The Hustler, and he was also in If It's Tuesday, It Must Be Belgium. But here's what really hurts. He was in a notable episode of The Fugitive. So on my fa- Facebook page, everyone is saying, oh, God, we lost another one. They're always talking about the actors who are still alive who were, did The Fugitive 56 years ago. When's the last time you saw The Hustler? I never saw it. You never saw it? Add that to our list. That, that should, that's a good one, man. I mean, we don't talk about that movie enough, but that's a really is good one. Is that about shooting pool? Yeah. 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 That, and you know they made a sequel. Was that Jackie Gleason? Yeah. Yeah. They made a sequel too. They made a sequel, which yeah. is called The Color for Money. Color That's of Money. right. And Tom Cruise Tom is in Cruise that. Is yeah. In yeah. That. yeah. I'd love to see The Hustler. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see that. Uh, Corners, Corner, Silver Spotlight Award. No, Gene Hagman or Betty White or Dick Van Dyke. They all died. Mel Brooks also is gone. How about that? And uh, as well as Pepe Le Pew. I think I'd like you to speak about Michael K. Williams. All right. I think I yeah. think you sent me a text. This guy did so much, and I can rattle off everything. The, the Wire, yeah. of course, you're familiar with him, but he did a lot of films besides that too. Uh, the Road, Inherent Vice, Inherent Vice. He was in Night of uh, Night of Gone Baby Gone, Twelve Years a Slave, When We Rise, When They See Us, and uh, Happen Leonard. But uh, I know I think you sent me a text when he passed away. Yeah, he it was, was young. Yeah, th- this really broke a lot of people's hearts. He. So if if you if you've seen Michael K. Williams, you, you certainly know he's got a very distinct face because he actually one night was mugged in New York City, and in the mugging process, he got cut. They cut his face all the way down from like his forehead to his chin across his face. So he has a giant scar or had a giant scar across his face, which really made him very distinguishable. Wow. And he, I think he landed a lot of roles because, because of, that. of that scar. Um, and so I think he even said at one point, he was like, it was kind of a blessing in disguise that you know, he, this thing happened to him. So the mugger could you get like 7% yeah. of his income. I think that was the, yeah, the yeah. deal that he okay. set up with them. Right. That's, all, that's what they mugged him for was, hey, I'm mugging you for future profits. Oh, my office. God. You can stage a mugging to make you more noticeable, more unique so you'd stand out. Yeah, you get like a Cheshire Grin or something. Yes. Like Beat me up. Take a knife. I'm slip my face. That. I was planning on doing it anyway. Do so. that f- to me? Yeah. Yeah, make me more noticeable. Yeah. I was make gonna, me more desirable. I was going to give you a Colombian necktie. A Colombian necktie? Yeah. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I'll show you. Yeah, I'm sure you will. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, the So, he it came to, to most people's attention in The Wire. And he um, he played a... So the wires, a, a you know, it's all about drug dealing within the Baltimore, uh, within Baltimore, and the police are trying to catch them. Well, he played a character that was kind of outside the gangs, that was independent, that was stealing from the gangs. The gangs all wanted to kill him, 
and he kept like stealing their money and stealing their their drugs and you know and selling them on his own and he was also gay which was unique you know like it was very within that culture it just didn't seem wow natural right that would seem very yeah uh, like uh, interesting turns out that the entire time he was shooting that movie he was i think hooked on heroin he was doing a had a lot of drug usage he even said that at certain points he would come to the set high and he was on on drugs and the people who were making the film making the tv show didn't want to fire him because they were afraid if they did he would spiral out of control even further and they felt like we got to keep him on board and which i think is really interesting that they realize that they're they they're playing a role in his sobriety and and trying to kind of keep him going and i think he probably would have died had they done that earlier and and if they had never cast him i think he probably most likely would have died too it sounds like he had some strong addiction problems he's been very open about his addiction in the past and he came clean for a while and and obviously i think he slipped up and it was uh, an overdose that that took him wow Uh, it's really sad also, Boardwalk Empire, too. Yeah. He was known for Great that as Boardwalk well. Empire. Yeah, yeah. He was in uh, The Road. I'm not sure yes. if you ever saw that, but that was a really good one. Yeah. Great actor. 54. You know, and it's it's sad that that happens. He was, he was young, but at least we have some content with him. You know, like, I think our world is better off having some Michael K. Williams material, even though we're, I'd love to have more. We're better off having some yeah. than never having him at all so oh that was sad yeah candle corner celebrity birthdays for the week i just have elliot gould is 83 what the fuck elliot gould How's he still alive <laughs> he was married to barbara streisand isn't that weird yeah i can't get past that what a weird dynamic that is uh george lazenby who is james bond in our majesty's secret service the true james Rick. bond as i refer to him oh really the mm. real james actually bond. what i liked about that was diana rigg was the love interest oh, in yeah. that film yeah. and it had good music he, he was, had a he, couple good rigs yeah <laughs> she died too uh he was george was 82 raquel welsh is um no, George is alive. He's 82. Yeah. Raquel Welsh is 81. Wow. Michael Keaton. I, would you, how do you think she looks in a uh, in a loincloth? Let's, let's have a before and a now, the way she looks now. And I bet famous, she still You know what? I think she still looks hot. Yeah, I yeah. bet. I would do her. Uh, I'm well, sure you yeah, would. Okay. Uh, Michael Keaton, your boy, he's 70, oh, yeah. 70 years old. Oh. And Brian De Palma, 81. Mm. How about that? We wish these people a happy birthday. All right. Hey, yeah. Man, you want to do some top five? And hit it, Vern. It's time to give a listen, you little creeps, to our top five. Top five this week is top five. Climbing to the top. I'm going to call it climb to the top. I, you know, I, did I add the ING? You did. So I'm getting rid of the ING. I'm going to call it climb to the top. Climb to the top. Well, now I have to redo my list. Okay, redo it. <laughs> Who wants to go first? You go first. I'm going to go first. Yeah. And again, I'd love to ask you, uh, do you think we'll overlap? Um, no. Maybe. You're saying a definite no, huh? I'm yeah. saying there's only one that we could. Do you have any documentaries? I do. I tried real hard to come up with a documentary or two. Are all yours human beings? Did you come up with anything? Well, yeah. My number five is something you're not familiar with. Okay. Okay. It was a stage play. It was a Broadway play, very successful musical in 1967. Is this called Fiddler on the Roof? No, yeah, no. Because no. I don't know that. Where's that climb? He had to climb to the top of the roof <laughs> with violin in his hand, no less. 
how to succeed in business without really trying. Are you? Does that, I know you, of it. You've I don't, heard I don't know of it, it. right? I'm, right. I'm not a big musical. Fan. I know you're not. There's a musical that was a, a story about climbing to the top, where he, our hero, uh, working a, a, a window washer, and then he gets in the mailroom, you know, uh-huh. and works his way up. It's the um, a company that makes some absurd product, and of course he becomes vice president of advertising and so on. And uh, ran on Broadway. It was a cute film, and that's my number five, climbing to the top. Can I tell you something that happened please, to please. me real fast? Let me yeah, tell you real quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. This weekend I went to a party and I got to the party a little bit early to help them kind of set up. And everybody was kind of uh, off doing their own, own thing. And my wife, my daughter and I were kind of hanging out, getting things ready with some other people. And there was one guy who was playing music. And he saw the daughter, saw our daughter, and he thought, oh, I'll put on some music that's appropriate for kids. So he puts on musical music and hmm. i was like this is not party atmosphere music no. at all right but i think he's trying to be nice if i were a rich man <laughs> da, 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 da. but it was like hamilton and yeah. moana and i was like <laughs> oh my gosh like i i hate this kind of music like i would yeah. rather you play polka yeah. than this right yeah. this is really my least favorite kind of music so i, I and then uh, this, the Hamilton song kept repeating <gasps> and it was like w- repeat and then it would play something else and then it'd be back to that song and then something else and, and then back to that song again and after like the third or fourth time I was like hey man do you have any other music that you can put on in the back because I, th- I was like am I just going to sit here passive aggressively dying or what I'm like I, I better speak up and he goes oh yeah 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 sure uh, no, no problem and he's like um and kind of going through his phone trying to find other music and he goes Indiana Jones and I'm like, is this dude going to play the Indiana Jones theme music? Da, 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 and, and at first I was like, well, that's kind of maybe interesting. But I'm like, this is a party. And I'm like, nah, dude, that's going to make me feel like I got to crack a whip and beat up some Nazis. Let's not go there. And I was like, find some just some background, just like chill, relaxed music or something. And he goes, okay. There's a pause. And he goes, Top Gun? <laughs> I go, Sure. All right, whatever. Yeah, there's some Top Gun music. Go ahead and put Top Gun on. And then he asks somebody else. He goes, oh, he's talking to him. He comes back over and goes, how about some 70s music? And I go, that's fine. And I'm thinking, it's going to be like Led Zeppelin or, I mean, even if it's disco, like Donna Summers or yeah, something. It's like, yeah. whatever. All this is fine, right? It's in the background. It's fine. It's safe. And so he hits play, and it's like 50s doo-wop music. <laughs> and I'm like, do you think this is 70s music? And I think that was the case. He thought that this was 70s music. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, it was like, it's my party and I'll cry if I want to kind of stuff. And he was oh, like, that's my music, but go ahead. Well, but it's like 50s it's, and 60s yeah, music that he yeah. thought was 70s. I know, I know. And, yeah, kind of inappropriate for this gathering. It was very weird. Do I know this person? No. Oh. no. Hmm. But that was a very strange encounter I had. Anyway, my number five yes. is my documentary. Is it something I've seen? I don't think so. Something I've heard of. Yeah. Mm. You've definitely heard... I don't know if you've heard of the movie, but you've definitely heard of this. Okay. Uh, 2017 documentary, The Dawn Wall. Never heard of it. You may not... I don't think you've heard of the documentary, but you've definitely heard of what they're doing because we talked about... Uh, we did a climbing movie, and we talked a lot about Free Solo, the movie where the yeah. guy climbed up... Mountain. Well, the guy that free sold, which also was a, a big, strong contender for my climb into the top right, movie. Right. Um, he is climbing El Capitan 
So he's climbing El Cap free solo on one side of it. On the other side, called the Dawn Wall, the other side of El Capitan, that side had never been climbed before. And it was, it was not free solo. Uh, they fell many, many times. And they basically climbed a route that many thought was impossible. It was two guys that were together. And it took them days. They were camped out there trying to make the, this climb. And a big part of the climb is they had to do a jump in the middle of the climb and try to catch on. And if they miss, then they have to go back and do it again and do it again. And it really was a physical climb to the top, but also this emotional, like, you got to get there, mm -hmm. like, move yourself along and do things that you didn't think were possible. So you, this one is both literal and metaphoric. Yeah. That's cool. Man. I was wondering if you're going to have free solo on your list because uh, I know you're a fan. Well, I like I'll free solo. Have, I know. So I kind of we'll like Don Wall more, though. I thought Don Wall was a little, little cooler. Who? Oh, the Don that, Wall. Oh, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. No, nice. You're asking Don. Yeah. Who's I Don? Don? I thought Don Wall. Oh, and we're going to have another guest. <laughs> Which number four? You're going to be impressed. Oh? I think you will. It's a movie we critiqued. Oh. On this podcast in 2018, and we had a guest. And the guest was the casting person for this film. Oh. Do you remember? Lefty. No. Wait. Is that the casting guy's name? No, 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 no. no. No, no, casting no. person. Yes, and it's not your friend. You actually have another oh, yeah, friend yeah. who's a casting person. Yeah, bowling. Her last name yeah. is bowling. That's not who I'm talking about. Um, sorry to bother you. Oh right. You and then he was the casting guy. Remember? Yeah. 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 Do, do you remember the movie? Was he the editor? Was he? I think he was the. Was editor. the editor? Was he the editor? Yeah. That might have been it. That I stand it. corrected. Yeah. And he was the editor too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe he did both. He did both. There you yeah. go. Um, this was uh, a black sat black satire, and it was uh, about our lead, who's a black telemarketer. Mm -hmm. And we follow him on this journey of climbing the ladder, and it gets pretty weird. It yeah. gets very trippy. And, um, and cool. That was a good movie. Yeah, I know you liked. You remember the end? Remember what happens at the very end? What happens? Yeah, the very end. He has a decision to make about corporate corruption right. or... or his own personal promotion right. and money versus the unionizing. And he made this choice. And don't you remember the last scenes? Oh, Robert. I remember like the whole world was like falling apart around him. Yeah. What? Yeah. What was it? They turned into horses. Yeah. All right. It sounds stupid, but it has somehow worked. Well, there was like that whole horse. There was like a, a bunch of characters that turned into yes that had turned yes. into horses yes yeah yeah but a chunk of the film was about climbing oh yeah uh, yeah climbing sure. to the top movies and uh, sorry to bother you so that's my number four nice thank you buddy my number four a movie that we I forgot about and I think might have come up fairly recently um, and now it's on my brain which is why it entered my top five 1990 Opportunity Knocks Dana Carvey is a um, a con man who ends up staying in a house when the when he winds up getting it's got a fish out of water right the family thinks that he's somebody he's not supposed to be and he winds up getting a job at uh at at this new what am i trying to say like a it was like for blowers for like bathroom hot air blowers and he winds up becoming their number one salesman and wait, he's wait, trying to, hot air blowers for bathrooms yeah like to blow your hands dry oh oh okay yeah like a hot air yeah blower. sorry i was yeah. someplace else <laughs> I thought, well, that'd be cool if bathrooms had that. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of blondes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. 
<laughs> so anyway, so he becomes like the number one salesman and he becomes the most trusted person in the company and and he climbs his way up to the top and the whole time it's all a scam. So climbing wow. up. Wow. What's this one called again? Opportunity Knocks. That's right. You had mentioned it before. Yeah. yeah. My number three, mm-hmm. Robert Redford movie. Okay. And I'm going to give you the year. Okay. 1972. Mm. Brew Baker. No, not quite. Not oh. quite. It has that very famous, to me, I've spoken about this before, the last line in the film where he turns to his advisor and says, what do we do next? Oh, remember this is a, like what do I do? Oh, he's do do? president. Not he's quite. like he's Not like running quite. for president. Well, right? he candidate. Yeah, yeah, for a senator. Oh, senator. S- senator. Yeah, Robert Redford, and he wins. Bullworth. No. Oh. The candidate. The candidate. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the candidate, Robert Redford. And that indeed is a climb to the top movie. And there's even a subplot where we find out in the third act that he wasn't supposed to win. His own advisors wrote that down on a piece of paper. He will lose. They wanted him to lose, blah, blah, blah. But that's a famous ending with the throngs of people that he won. He won the election. And then he turns to, they run into a hotel room, close the door. You can still hear the people on the other side of the door in the hotel screaming and yelling, congratulating. He turns to advisors and says, now what do we do? And I just thought, ah, fuck. Yeah. 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 You want it. Now what? Hey, what do you think about Sirhan Sirhan getting uh How about that? Pulled? How about that? Yeah. Mixed you know, feelings. I what? they I've heard a, a lot of people that say that he truly does not remember the event and that they think that, you know, talking about Manchurian candidate, they think that maybe he was hypnotized to do wow. that. And you know, our guy, uh what's the what's the hypnotist over in england uh darren brown yes he proved not just that you could like rob a uh, an armored truck but he did one Murder. where he got a guy in the audience to assassinate him and the guy in the audience he pulled out a gun yes. did not know that the gun did w- was unloaded yes but thought that you know he, the guy in the audience thought the gun was loaded and was going to sh- and he did he pulled the trigger yes. and tried to shoot darren brown and it was all because Darren Brown hypnotized him. That's crazy. <clears throat> yeah. And the guy had no memory of it. The guy was like, I don't I don't remember what you're talking about. Maybe it is another <clears throat> Manchurian candidate. I mean, yeah. That's yeah. kind of some really scary shit. Or Sirhan did it, knows he blocked it out psychologically. Maybe. He could have blocked it, or he's just fucking lying. Well, I mean, there's some really weird stuff with that case. And I know that sounds very tin hat uh and tinfoil hat uh, conspiracy theory i mean the jfk stuff i don't i don't buy for a second that all that stuff is conspiracy and lee harvey oswald killed agreed him. agreed i don't know as much about bobby kennedy right you know I think there's a lot of weird stuff that was happening with that one i don't know anyway my number three uh, yes you ready for it Go. this is where we might overlap oh we uh, might tell me the year 2016 no we're not gonna overlap the founder. That's good. That's really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. That's good. All right. That's good. Kudos. To Michael you. Keaton Kudos stars to as you. Ray Kroc. Kudos to you. Going from the bottom oh, all man. the way to the Climbed very tippy to the top. top. Climbs the top. And you know, I've always said this about this movie. Can you think of That's another right. movie where you love a character at the beginning and by the end you hate him? Yeah. He even uh, fucks the woman, doesn't he? Yeah. He has affair with it. Yeah. Yeah. And you're with him the entire way. Yes, you are. Even though he gets slimy in the third act. Yeah. We're still with him. 
That's really good. That's a really fascinating yeah. role. Yeah. It's, and I've told you this before. Not only did he not win the Oscar, he wasn't nominated. He was not nominated. Yeah, such a shame. That's crazy. Fucked up. Yep, yep, it is. What do you got? No. My number two? Yeah. Jerry Maguire. Okay, Let's yeah. talk about this. First Very of all, nice. I want to play the year game. What was the year? Oh, 98. Uh, 96. 96. Okay. What was it, 96? Yeah. Yeah, he was a sports agent, and all of a sudden he had this realization, this this sensitivity stuff that washed over him, and he wrote that famous um, message statement. The memo, right? Yeah, yeah, and that was his mantra and so on, and he wanted to have fewer clients but build personal relationships with them. Right. And they fired his ass. They fucking fired his ass. They said, that's bullshit. Um, and, and then we see him going from rags up to riches. He reinvents himself and he wins at the end. So yeah. it is climbing back up to the top. Yeah. Good pull. Yeah. I'm down with that one. Thanks buddy. Thanks. My number two is a movie. Um, yeah. We've reviewed on this podcast out of the vault. 1989. Wait, no, it's too soon. I've got it. I love doing this with you. Okay. It was a primary movie on our podcast. Yes. We critiqued it. Yes. 1989. Yes. So it's an out of the vault. Just a minute. And please give me a hint. Don't just say the title. It was but a, I usually say, you just say the title. Don't, not that hint. It was a birthday movie. Okay. Whose birthday? Well, I know that would give it away. Probably yours. Yeah. And the star of this mystery movie is? <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, VHS? UHF, close oh, enough. V- yeah. VHS, UHF, yeah. VHS was a horror movie, that's, but yeah, a horror anthology. But you know what I meant. But close enough. UHF. Well, that's funny. Now, he goes well, from well, being, like he is unemployable and can't get a job. His uncle wins a TV station and a poker game and says, here, you manage it, and it becomes the number one station you're in right, town. You're right, you're right, you're Climb right. Climb to the top, man. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. That's your number one. Yeah. No, and, that's my number two. Oh, that's right. That's my that's number, number two. two. You, yeah, I've got one more. Well, my number one mm-hmm. is also a movie we critiqued. Oh. And it was the prime film. Okay. And it was a birthday movie. I think it was a birthday movie or could have just been out of the vault. And I got it for you for your birthday. The founder. One year. No. Mm-hmm. No? No, that's not. And uh, the director was Ilya Kazan. The train. No, no, you're thinking oh. about what's his name? Oh, I the am. The train, yeah. The uh, other one. Yeah. Uh, the, the, John Frankenheimer. 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 Uh, we're talking about Face in the Crowd. Oh, that's right. Okay. 19. Oh, by oh, the way, yeah, that's, that's really good, by the way. It fits climb up to the top. The year of Face in the Crowd oh. is 19. Was it 50? Yes. 57. Bingo. Yeah. 1957. Andy Griffith at his best. And um, Did you just say 57 before that? Did maybe I you, say it? Maybe you said I don't know why that was so clear in my mind. Hmm. Maybe you just said it and I subconsciously heard it. Anyway, maybe. Or maybe you just got it on your own. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing with, with ego and fame and ratings. Yeah. And that movie was ahead of its time. Uh, hey, you know what? That roads. might be another Add that to the list. Another character who... Oh, I thought you were going to... No, well, I was oh. going to say a character who we like at the beginning that we don't like at the end. You're right. He's quite lovable and likable when he's strumming his guitar. And, and she, the, uh, she comes see him and talks him into more. There's more ahead of you in your future. And then he becomes a dick in Act 3. Now, is he the main character or is she the main character? That's a good question. He is. He is. All right. He is. Yeah. 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 But obviously, I, I think he is. Yeah. Yeah. Would be. Uh, climbing to the top. Yeah. And what fame does to you. 
you become corrupt and you lose your sense of self your sense of being yeah your sense of purpose that's my number one a face in the crowd it's nice now let me ask you a question this is your number one right my number one you have a question you i have know. a question for you i did not pick the movie snowpiercer as my number one i, I like snowpiercer it's, it's just not on my top five but well, I want to ask you a question. Wait, Snowpiercer even well, raising Well, don't you think that... First, I like it. it. He's not climbing to the top. He's climbing to the front. But in a way, <laughs> uh, it right. is kind of climbing no. to the top. No, Wouldn't it's you a think? metaphor. Of course don't it you is. Because as you go closer to the engine, the front of the train, it, it's the, you get a higher class of people. Yeah. A higher class yeah. of people. Yeah. So, yes... That's really you didn't put that down as no, your number one. No, but I thought that was my. That's scoop. clever. That's clever. But I did put something that's somewhat S- similar. Okay, is it a form of transportation? Yes. Is it one of the following: train, bus, airplane? Yes. Okay. Pretty good, huh, folks? Mm-hmm. All right. It's a train. Nope. Well, it's not a bus. Nope. So therefore, it's an airplane. Yeah. Now, climbing to the top toward the cockpit. Yes. Where the pilot is. No. Well, no. yes. Well, uh, uh, the instrument panel, the control yes. board. Yeah, the, the control the, board the is stuff there. that yeah. makes the plane work. Yes. I just gave you a hint. You did? The pilot is not in the cockpit. The pilot's dead. Mm. So our hero has to make his way up. And get in there and land that plane. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a cool story. I have no idea what it is. Mm-hmm. Wait. I'll give snake. you another hint. Snakes on a plane. It's, uh, I'll give you another hint. Yeah. Have I seen this movie? I don't know if you've seen it or not. Yeah. But you know of it. What We're recording this on a very important weekend. Oh, that's really good. Of course. And I saw it last night. Did you? Yeah. What? Uh, flight number. Oh, and I have really to say to... the flight number, but you know, it's you, the one that we're United that 93. Yeah. And they knew they were going to die, and yeah. they fought back, and they fought back, and they actually made it, just, but it still yeah. crashed anyway in that field in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Oh, that, that's that's really good. That yeah. movie yeah. and the sentiment. Um, you know, we're recording this on September 11th weekend. Yeah. yeah. And when I saw that, I don't I don't cry at movies very often, but I was a mess when I saw that movie, and you know that when they shot the movie. Obviously, the people who actually were on the plane are all deceased, right? They all died. Right. But as much as possible, the director tried to get the people in the control towers and FAA to play themselves. Wow. And it worked. Wow. They were all incredible. They were recreating the stuff that was happening on the day. What did you do? Yeah. What? How did you behave in this moment? Yeah. How did that impact yeah. this um, this act. You know who directed that, of course. It was Green, yeah. Greengrass, right? Yeah. yeah. You can see his style, his camera work. Yeah. Yeah. Quite handheld, jugg- jiggly, and all that, but it yeah. had a, a semi documentary feel. Right. 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 Oh, it was powerful. I had it on last night. Yes, I was watching it last night. That's really uh, climbing to the top, getting to the front of that plane to try to land it to safety. And I guess, like, I don't know, even think about it now. It just kind of, those people knew what, like, we have two options here. They're telling us, the, the terrorists are telling us, you're going to be safe. We're going to go back to the airport and you'll get off this airplane. But they're going, we're not, yeah. they're lying to us. Yeah. You know, we're going to die if we just sit here and do nothing. Let's take a chance. Right. 
let's go. Because they knew they knew the passengers knew that the the two towers were went down. They Correct. had been hit. I don't they, know if they, they were had fallen hit. Okay, yet. but they had been hit. And they hit. knew about the Pentagon. And the Pentagon also the plane crashed the, in the Pentagon. They had called family members. Right. And there were people, right. when the Pentagon hit, they were they were like, did you just hit the Pentagon? And they're like, no, what are you talking about? And they're like, you're on the fourth plane. Yes. They knew what was yeah. happening. And they knew that they were not going to land safely. They knew that they were yeah. going to die. So they might as well just fucking fight back. Yeah. And they did. Uh, that really was their only option. Yeah. And I, I got to say, too, like... They, the the choice to to do that had to be a, a really terrifying choice, and obviously it resulted in all of their deaths. But it was still heroic because if that plane had crashed into, I don't know, the Capitol building, which right. is what they suspected right. was going for, right? right? The, the that flight was delayed, and they think that it was supposed to be uh, that that plane was supposed to clap, crash into the Capitol building first. And if all flights had been on time, that plane would have crashed first. And then the plane that crashed into the Pentagon was supposed to use the smoke from the crash to orient themselves and find the White House. I didn't know this, that the planes were delayed. I think that was, as so I recall, that's what the 9-11 Commission had said. Right. Uh, when I, It's been a number of years since I've read it. But the White House is really hard to find from the air because it's covered with trees and it's not in a very easily identifiable uh, area. But the Pentagon is super easy to identify from the air. Sure. And so that was their secondary target is if you can't find the White House, go for the Pentagon because it's it's very easy to see from the air. It's sure. a giant five-sided building. Right, right. So that's what they did is they crashed into the Pentagon. And so basically the fact that it was delayed saved tons of yeah, lives. Yeah. And uh, in addition to that, like not just not just the lives, which is huge – but also the history and the symbolism of crashing into the Pentagon, or, or I'm sorry, the Pentagon, but the uh, the Capitol building. And even if they had evacuated, there still would have been staff, there would have been security guards, there would have been definitely deaths that would have happened. They saved lives by doing what they did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's... Um, Boy, it's a great those famous transcripts on the cell phone. Well, they weren't really cell phones. They were real large, bulky phones. I think they right? were cell phones, too. Were they, they cell were, phones? Because yeah, they, they dipped down low enough I see. that the cell phone reception the worked. Signal. Yeah. Right. Because when the terrorists got the planes, they, they all of them dropped real low. They got to a lower altitude. And when that happened, their cell phone reception kicked in. But they were using the, the phones that were in the back That's of the seat. That's in the back of the seat too. in front of you, right. Yeah, they were right. using both of those. Right. But they're because everybody was calling their families, right. going, you know, I'm right. on this plane. I know. And they were like asking, can I use your cell phone and stuff right. like that? And like, yeah, right. here, you call your family. But, that's real. Climb to the top. That's, that's. And, you know, they, they were like, boy. the stewardesses were like boiling water and stuff to try to use as a weapon. I don't know if you heard about that. There was a guy this weekend who did like an across America march. Or, I can't remember what he, he walked for like a, forever but he was pushing a drink cart the entire way as an homage like an honor to these people who you know uh, stormed the cabin with the drink cart they used to drink cart as the battering ram to bust right. down the door that's right this that's guy right. was a, a former um air flight attendant and he took a drink cart and basically pushed it it was like across the country or something it was like a really like hundreds of miles and wow. like um in a way as a way to honor what they did 
to me, I know everyone focuses on the towers, and those are truly horrific. And the Pentagon was it, it gets brushed aside all the time. Right. But that Pennsylvania flight, the United ninety three, that's the flight that really uh, I don't know, just it captures the entire spirit of what was happening there. It was right. This right. Awful, Agreed. tragic thing, and these people that were rising up to come out of it, even if it meant certain death for themselves. Yes. Got to do what you got to do. Of the four flights, it's the Pentagon one that we tend to forget about. Yeah. Yeah. Which is yet awful people too. were killed. People. Oh yeah. Were people were killed. Oh yeah. Well, everybody yeah. on the flight, but the, that side yeah. of the Pentagon had was under renovation. I see. That's so right. So we were. Yeah. Fortunate, if that's the an appropriate word to use, that that's the side that they picked. Could have been a lot worse. I like your list. Thanks, man. I like yours. I like your list. Scoops. The Godfather. Talk about yeah. climb. Yeah. Climb to the yeah. top. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Also, just Wall Street. Basically, anything Wall having Street. to do with Wall, Wall Street. Street. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, trading places. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. What do you got? Yeah, that's good. Uh, now, I took it literally at first, climbing the mountain, Iger sanction, but they were really climbing to the top. I then I crossed that one off. But Cliffhanger was also an interesting uh, Stallone movie, but yeah. I'm not sure, sort of, kind of, if that was climbing to the top. Then I considered being there where Chance Gardner becomes uh, the president. However, he's not climbing to the top, but circumstances <laughs> are happening around him that, cause that others are causing to him to yeah. go to the top. Yeah. So I thought, mm-mm, that's wrong. For that reason, I didn't want to include it. In a weird it's way, like he's I, accidentally climbing to the top. Yes, accidentally, yeah. uh, inadvertently yeah. climbing to the top. Um, then I even thought the apartment, in a way, that was like a sub-thing yeah. going on, that you know he was allowing the the boss to have an affair with Shirley MacLaine so he could climb to the top. But that's not what that movie was really about. I have Wall Street down, and that's all I have for scoops. All right. I'm sure we'll hear from our audience. If our audience has any good ideas for climbing what to the top movies, what they they do? reach out to us and How? let us know. Where? Well, usually through email. Oh, and the email is? Robert at antiwavepodcast.com oh, or and slash or ira at antiwavepodcast.com. Or you can reach out to us to Twitter or Instagram. Our handle there is at antiwavepod. We're all over the place, aren't we, Robert? Just like the natives running from King Kong's feet, we are indeed all over the place. That was good. Thanks. You know what? That was good. That Thanks. was good. Yes. Uh, find us on, on, on Stitcher, on, on Google Play, on iHeartRadio. Uh, go to our website. Yeah. Uh, Spotify. We're all over the place. Write a review. Uh, yes. Rate and review. That would help. Throw us a few bucks over Patreon. Help keep the sprocket holes moving. Ira. We haven't locked in. Have we locked in? We next? have not locked we in. We haven't locked gonna... in. But we're going to do the same format. Yeah. Yes. Same format. I like this format. We're going to talk about it. We're going to figure out what what's another movie that I we know. have. It's so... It surprised me you put Camelot on that list because you don't like musicals. Oh, you're just giving away the entire list to everybody? Nothing entire just one out of nine well yeah we have okay. talked about camelot yeah now we haven't talked yeah. about it in a while but yeah. it has come up a few times oh, in the yeah. show i was pleased that you put that on your list yeah. yeah so we'll pick one of the nine or eleven movies and we'll do the same next week yeah, yeah. so if you have some movies yes which are they, if you're listening to the show yes. and you've listened to previous shows yeah you guys always talk about this movie you never shut up about misery <laughs> misery uh, yeah Misery, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It uh, probably yeah. is the movie that we talk about the most that yeah. just kind of naturally comes what up. What do you mean we? You talk about it a too. little bit. I think it's eighty-three percent you. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, what's but, the movie that you bring up all the time? The, the Great Escape. You don't bring that movie. I don't bring it up a lot. No, what's you do bring up Jaws quite a bit. I do. It does mm, come up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes right. the Graduate. Yeah. Okay. Uh, finish your thought. I didn't mean but anyway, if you yet. have some ideas, yes. then, uh, let us know because we got it. We're we're looking for movies as part of this series, and we want to know what's movie. What are movies that we've been talking about that, um, you know, that we haven't seen in a while, in, in years and years and years, 
And you made an interesting argument. Why? You said, I most likely won't see it ever again. Uh, when's the next that, time you're going to watch this King Kong? I'm not going to see King Kong again. Yeah. For the rest of my life. That was it? Yeah. That was the last time? Yeah. Bye-bye, Kong. Yeah. Man. So, I mean, this this could be... This is Iris' final run on some of these wow. movies. No, you know what movie you what it's comes my up a lot? Mortality. The movie that comes up a lot that you bring up a lot. Do tell. Time Machine. Yes, yes, yeah. and that's why giving it away. That's one of our eleven also yeah. that we might consider. Yeah. Doing. So yeah. by uh, reminding us of some of the movies that we always talk about, we talk about the founder a lot too. That comes we do up quite a bit. We do. So, yeah. but I don't think yeah. that should. Yeah, the founder shouldn't go. But the yeah. fly, I'm giving it all away. Oh, Never yeah. mind. So, yeah, okay. yeah. We've got some yeah. good ones. Though. Yeah, we do have some good ones. Might be coming yeah. out. Yeah. So reach out to us. Let us know. Yeah, that's it. Let's give producer Joey a round of applause. Joey. All right. Um, is that it? I feel like there's That's something. It. No, we because we don't it? announce what movie we're going to do. Yeah, how about yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. Well, so we're we'll, done. We'll all find out together. What do you want to do now? Let's, Let's watch King Kong. Again? <laughs> Did you ever see Son of Kong? No. But see, it was funny because you said you're never going to watch it again, and then we go watch it again. Look at the irony of that. Ira's knee. Ira knee. Yeah. All right, until next time, keep watching and movies. And we'll help you sort them out. Hey, I'm mugging you for future profits office. <laughs> <laughs>